I am so excited for today's episode. This is something that obviously is very present for me at the moment, considering I am in my single girl era (laughs) again, Um, but it's definitely something that I've been playing around with in the last few months and really focusing the attention inwards rather than constantly searching for someone, constantly being so focused on everything else around me and genuinely just doing what feels right for me, what I want to be doing. And really just like I said, focusing that attention on myself rather than externally. And so like, look, I've been single for a big majority of my life, to be honest, but this single period in particular feels really different because like I said, I've been really shifting that focus inwards and making it a time for me. I feel like this is the first time in my life where I can genuinely say that I don't actually want a relationship right now because I want to work on myself. And I used to say that back in the day, like back in my other single eras. And I used to say that, but I didn't truly fully believe it. Like there was still a part of me that was still on the hunt for a man. There was still a part of me that was still searching for someone. But now I can truly and honestly say that I'm just so happy focusing my attention inwards right now. And I think it's such a season for me at the moment, which I absolutely love. But I really wanted to jump on and record an episode on how to actually learn to love your single era. Because I know for me especially as well, like I said, it was just constantly me searching for someone and constantly needing someone. And it was almost like I was wasting my single era. And instead of letting it be a time and an opportunity to learn more about myself and to learn to love myself. Instead, I was still focusing my attention outwards. And so it was kind of like this waiting period for my next relationship of like, okay, hurry up. When's my next relationship coming? Like it was, I wasn't really using it as an opportunity. I was more using it as a waiting period. So I really wanted to jump on and record an episode today on how to actually learn to love your single girl era. So that's what today's episode is on today. And before we get into the episode, I want to run through my share of the week. This week, I'm going to do a little bit more of a tangible recommendation. So I'm going to be sharing with you two meditations that really, really help me out. I do them all the time, like very frequently. One is more of like a morning meditation to really ground you and center you. And the other one is more of like a manifestation meditation. It's like my favorite one ever. It really like gets you in the vibe and it gets you really feeling all the feels. So I'm going to be sharing those with you. And also as well as that, I want to share with you a journal prompt as well. Just one single journal prompt. So that's going to be my share of the week this week. So we'll start off with the meditations. So the first one is the morning meditation that I do quite often. So I find that this one really recenters you and grounds you and just really sets you up for a really good day. And it's very quick. It's a 10 minute meditation. It's beautiful. And it's just exactly what you need to start your day. So I'm going to obviously link them down below, but this one is by Goop. It's the morning meditation for clarity, presence, and stability in your day. And it's just absolutely amazing. It gets you focusing on 
I guess like cleansing your energy in your body and then really creating like a really nice vision for the day as well. So it's absolutely beautiful. And it's a really, really cool thing that she did of like with the um, cleansing, she also uses like a breathing rhythm that really calms your nervous system. So it's just an absolutely beautiful meditation to start your day. I do it very often, especially if I'm feeling really anxious or overwhelmed or stressed and I just really want to recenter rebalance and come back into my body. So this one's great. I'm going to leave it down in the description as well as the next one that I'm about to talk about. And this one, you might have heard of her before because she's very like, she's like the manifestation queen. Um, She's on YouTube. She has a lot of um, meditations on YouTube. There's a lot of different ones, but this one in particular is my favorite. I've done a lot of her meditations. And this one is probably one of my favorites. It's one that really gets me in the vibe of my manifestation, whatever I'm calling in at that time. And it really just gets you in the emotion. It raises my vibration and I just absolutely love it. So this one is the law of attraction meditation by Mary Kate. So like I said, she is quite um, popular on YouTube. You might've heard of her before, but again, I'm going to link it down below. If I'm looking for something obviously to, you know, use as a tool for manifestation, this is usually the meditation that I will turn to. So that's a really great one as well. I also do that one very, very often between the two. I'm like always swapping and changing and like, yeah, it's just a vibe. And for those of you guys that don't know, meditation has been a really, really huge, huge tool on my journey for the last two and a half years. So it's just absolutely incredible. And if you aren't meditating already, like genuinely, that's my recommendation to you is just to actually sit down, even if it's for three minutes a day and just start to really meditate and calm your thoughts and just sit with yourself. It's really, really cool. Um, And if you are like a, a new beginner to meditation or a new starter, I really would recommend the morning one, the morning meditation. It's really, really good. And it's something that can really distract your mind, but also calm you down at the same time. So I would recommend that if you're just starting out with meditation, but they're the ones that I kind of swap and change between. So the second thing that I want to share with you is a journal prompt that has absolutely changed the game for me in the last couple of weeks. And it's just been something that I've really been coming back to with every fucking decision that I've been making like big or small, I always come back to this journal prompt. And it's just been so, so powerful in the way I've seen so many shifts and so many changes in the last even couple weeks of my life. And it's all, it all comes down to this journal prompt. So I'm going to give it to you now. The journal prompt that I've been using is what decisions would I be making if I believed I was worthy? That's it. And it's so powerful. And if you feel like it, journal about it, write down literally a list of all the things that you would be doing differently or all of the decisions that you would be making if you actually believed you were worthy. This changed the game for me. Whatever decisions I'm making, literally down to the food that I'm eating. I'm like, what would I eat right now if I believed I was worthy of great health? What would I eat right now if I believed I was worthy of an amazing body? Like, Literally, it is so life-changing. That one single question, so life-changing. So between the meditations and that journal prompt, I really, really hope that you enjoy these recommendations of the week. And genuinely, if you implement these into your morning routines or into your day, truly like watch your life shift in the best way possible. So 
With that being said, that is my share of the week, my recommendation for the week. And it's time to get into the episode, which I'm so bloody excited for. Um, Yeah, I hope you enjoy. tuning in this week. I'm so excited to bring you this episode. It's such a huge topic and it's also such a huge commonality in today's society especially and it's only getting worse of and what I'm even commonly seeing is like women in particular who are fearful of being on their own. They're fearful of not having someone. They're fearful of literally even just hanging out with themselves. And so I actually went into a few statistics and like I had a look at some um, percentages and things like that when I was kind of planning this episode and genuinely like I knew they were high and I knew they were bad, but it is truly, truly shocking as to how many people, um, women in particular, have such low self-esteem and just don't like being in their own company. And I think this is a huge, huge problem. Like it is a proper problem in today's society. And I can speak because this used to be me. Like I said in the intro, I have been single for a very large majority of my life, if I'm honest, but it's not really until this particular single era right now that I've just entered that I truly feel has been so different to my other single eras. So the difference this time is that I truly am taking the focus onto myself. I'm not worrying about finding my next partner. I'm not worrying about searching for that next person to come into my life. I'm not worrying about what other people are thinking of me. I'm genuinely just worried about, not even worried, I'm focused and I've got my attention on what's right for me on bettering myself, becoming a better person, and just leaning even deeper into strengthening the relationship with myself. That is the only difference that I have seen shift between all of my single eras. And it's just so, so refreshing to finally feel like I can truly say that I am actually just so happy and so content just learning more about myself at this time in my life and just really, really strengthening the relationship with myself because there's always, there's always another depth that you can go to with strengthening the relationship with yourself. So I think this is just such an important episode, especially if you've never really gone through a single era before. Say you've, you know, been in a relationship for the majority of your life and you're now entering a single period. It is a huge adjustment. It's a huge adjustment and it's a fucking scary one too. It doesn't have to be, but it usually is. Jumping from being with someone all the time and having that other person in your life to depend on to then all of a sudden being on your own and being single and having to adjust to that, it's really, really big and it can be really uncomfortable and scary. And to be honest, this episode is so relevant to even if you're in a relationship because I know that... If you are unhappy with your own company, if you're unhappy with yourself, but you're in a relationship, you are more lonely than someone who is happy with themselves, but single. So my single periods over the last like maybe two years have genuinely been the less lonely I've ever felt in my life. So I literally felt more lonely while I was in a relationship than what I have on my own. And it's so powerful to realize that. You will always feel lonely 
until you feel comfortable in your own presence, in your own company. Until you actually learn to love being with yourself, you will always feel lonely. No matter who's in your life, no matter who you're with, you will always feel lonely because it always comes back to you. So even if you are in a relationship and you feel like you really have lost your, your identity or you know, you've lost your concept of self or whatever it is, not so much lost, but I guess like you've just, you're missing it because you do, you get so wrapped up in that other person, your partner, and you love them obviously dearly. And you kind of do, you just start to immerse yourself into their life. And sometimes it can go really unnoticed when we start to forget about our own interests, our own desires, and we start to really merge with that other person without even realizing it. So this is just a really cool episode for anyone who's single or anyone who's in a relationship who really just wants to learn to love being on their own and actually learning to love themselves even deeper. All right, so I'm going to start with what self-love actually is. So I've actually just looked up a definition, a definition on what self-love actually is. So what I've found and what I find to be the most true is self-love means having a high regard for your own well-being and happiness. It's taking care of your own needs and without sacrificing your well-being to please others, which is to a, to a T, that's what self-love truly is. And so I think a lot of people, when they ask the question of like, do you love yourself? You know, a lot of people are just quick to go, yeah, yeah, I love myself. Like, I don't have a problem being with myself. But then you look deeper than that and you're like, okay, but are you actually comfortable being alone? Like, do you actually know yourself? Do you actually know your needs, your requirements? Do you know what your strengths and your weaknesses are? And a lot of the times the answer can be no. So I think sometimes we're so quick to say, yeah, I do love myself. I like being in my own company, whatever. I don't have a problem with it. But then when we look deeper than that, it's like, do you actually feel that you have a high regard for your own well-being? and happiness and are you taking care of your own needs without sacrificing your well-being to please others and then it comes to the point of like if you actually aren't creating space to be with yourself and to strengthen the relationship with yourself how are you actually meant to know what you want how are you actually meant to know what you need because you actually don't you're not giving yourself that space to get to know yourself deeper so when we're talking about sacrificing your well-being for to please others, if you actually don't know what your needs are and if you actually don't know what your boundaries are because you don't know yourself that deeply, then we actually can't set those boundaries with others. We actually cannot voice our needs and our desires to others because we don't know what they are. And that's what self-love truly is. It's knowing yourself so deeply more than anyone else because no one else is going to ever understand you to the depths of what you understand yourself. And so if you barely understand yourself, if you barely know yourself, do not expect other people to be able to understand you. So I actually had a look at some statistics for, you know, just in general for self-love. I got some percentages and some data and I've I was kind of shocked. I was kind of shocked. I knew that the the figures would be high, but they're they're very high. (laughs) And for me, it's concerning. So eight out of 10 women have expressed some sort of self-esteem issue to some level. Eight out of 10 women, that is 80% of the women population that has self-esteem issues. That is huge. And then to go along with that, 85% of women don't think they're attractive. 85% of women don't even think that they're attractive. 
So 15% of the women population in the world thinks that they're attractive. That is mind-blowing to me. That is bizarre. That is such a bad number. Like when I was looking at these stats, I was like, oh my God, that is terrible. 15% of women globally think that they're actually attractive. Like what? And you might be like, oh, what has that got to do with like self-love and self-worth? Everything. Everything. When you start to truly love who you are on the inside, you start to love yourself for who you are on the outside as well. It comes hand in hand. When you start to really strengthen and deepen the relationship with yourself, when you start to get to know yourself, actually take time to spend time alone, you learn to love every single fucking part of you. You start to learn that you are worthy. You start to learn that you are enough. You start to learn that you're fucking beautiful the way that you are. There is not one single person on this planet that thinks that they're ugly and has a high level of self-love. So it comes hand in hand. and Oh my God, I just couldn't believe those numbers. I was like, that is crazy, crazy. And so what was also, what I also read on that website was that low self-esteem issues are also linked to violent behavior, teenage pregnancy, suicide, and low academic achievement, which makes so much sense to me. So much sense to me. And I think that's why we're also seeing a rise in violence, in suicide, in teenage pregnancy, low academic achievement, literally all of those things. That's why we're seeing such a, an increase in all of those things because of the astronomical numbers of the amount of women and on men as well, men and women who don't have that level of self-love, don't have that level of self-esteem and don't have that level of self-worth. It is yeah, it's just honestly, it it links to so many bad behavioral patterns and addictions and all the things like it just it's linked to so much. It's there's literally science behind it. So they also this website in particular, they did a study on those who liked spending time alone and who were not afraid of being single. So they did a study on people who were actually really comfortable with being on their own and with themselves. And so they said that people who like spending time alone are more likely to be unafraid of being single, which is not surprising. They are more likely to be open-minded. They are more likely to be have a lower tolerance and sensitivity to rejection. And then when they're actually in romantic relationships, their self-esteem does not depend on the other person. So no matter what's happening in that relationship, no matter what that person you know is saying or doing, it doesn't ruin their self their level of self-esteem which absolutely doesn't surprise me at all because like I mean the proof is in the pudding like yeah I can say it because I've been through it right the proof is in the pudding so that doesn't surprise me at all so if you are happy and comfortable being on your own there's just a lot of fucking benefits there is so many benefits to learning to love yourself learning to strengthen the relationship with yourself learning more about yourself in general like it's so important and then when you go into a relationship with another partner you're actually coming from a really whole and grounded space and if you are someone who's in a relationship it's like when you start to learn more about yourself you you're actually so much more inclined to open up about your desires and your wants and your needs because you now know what they are you now know what your strengths and weaknesses are so you now know what your blind spots are in the relationship. You actually get to strengthen the relationship just by knowing your strengths and your weaknesses. So there's so many 
I can't list enough benefits of learning to love yourself and strengthen the relationship with yourself. It's what my whole work has been for the last two years on this personal development journey. And yeah, it's just like, it, it changes your life quite literally. So hence why I wanted to record an episode on how to actually learn to love being in your single girl era or being, you know, being with yourself, being more comfortable with yourself and learning to love yourself even deeper. So I feel like especially if you're freshly single and you've never had the opportunity to actually discover yourself before and and now it's a huge adjustment period, like I said. It's like one minute you're literally in a relationship, you've got another person in your life and a whole lot of your world is revolved around them and that's okay. And then the next day you're literally single. Like all of a sudden you have to sit with the fact that you have just lost a person from your life, a really big part of your life, not only another person, but you've lost a part of your identity because with that relationship, you've created an identity to a certain extent with that relationship. There's probably a lot of things in that relationship that you did that were because of your partner and that's okay. But we do tend to immerse ourselves in the other person's life. We start to do the things that they they like to to do. We start to take on even some behavioral mannerisms that they do as well. It's just, it's natural, right? And all of a sudden, when that relationship ends, it's a huge adjustment period. You're left to sit with yourself. You're actually forced to sit with yourself and be alone for the first time in however long. And for some, that is extremely scary. That is like, for some, the worst nightmare is actually being alone. And so this is where I see a lot that when people do enter their single periods after a breakup, it's like this constant, like, who's next? Who's going to date me next? I'm always on the search and on the hunt for the next relationship. And they actually bypass the fact that they could be using that single period to actually strengthen the relationship with themselves instead, rather than using it as a waiting period, rather than using it as a time to search and constantly be looking for someone else, that focus is external. They're missing the opportunity to actually strengthen the relationship with themselves and focus their attention inwards. And I know that sounds, that can sound really fucking scary. And if that is you right now and you're like, that just sounds like my worst nightmare is like being alone, then you need this more than anyone. And this is really brutal, but like, there's no way around it. Like if it's uncomfortable for you being alone, like there's just no way around it. It's going to be uncomfortable and it gets to be uncomfortable and that's okay. I promise you though, the more that you sit with yourself, the more that you look deeper, the more that you get to know yourself, put in the work it will get more comfortable and easier every single day. I absolutely promise that. And then one day you'll look back and go, holy shit, how am I here? Like truly. For as long as you are using your single period, waiting and searching, you actually miss the opportunity to deepen the relationship with yourself, to discover yourself more, to get to know yourself on a deeper level so that you actually know who you are and what you want in your next relationship. So I would say the very first step, if this is you, and if you feel like the relationship with yourself is very rocky and you want to know how to deepen and learn to love your single girl era, the first step is very, very simple. It might not be easy, but it's very simple. And that is get comfortable being alone. Like you're now a single person. And this could look like literally searching for a friend to hang out with. 
It's like when you recognize that you are actually searching for that other person to hang out with, you're searching for that company, where are you avoiding being alone, right? So the only way that we can actually get comfortable being alone and being in our own company is actually by being in our own company. That is the only way you're going to get past that. And by doing that, you actually get to learn to become your best friend, your own best friend. You learn to sit with your thoughts, sit with your emotions, something that you might not have ever done before, which like I said, can be really scary, but so, so important. Because when you start to create that space to actually let yourself be alone, And when I say be alone as well, I mean with no distractions. So no phone, no no one else around you, no distractions, just yourself. If you're going to go on a solo date, have no distractions there. Actually get comfortable being with yourself, sitting with yourself without distractions. So when we can create space for that, we then create space to sit with our thoughts and our emotions. And by doing that, we actually get to learn more about ourselves, which is amazing. Because when you've constantly got other people around you and you've got other things going on, you're constantly searching for things to do, people to be with, you don't have the time to actually listen to what's going on in your head. You don't have time to listen to how you're actually feeling, which is actually huge because it creates such a disconnection with yourself. And like I said, that can be the scariest part about being alone sometimes is actually sitting with that. Because it feels so unfamiliar to sit with your emotions, be with your thoughts, it can feel really uncomfortable and just know that that actually gets to be okay. It's just about pushing past that uncomfortable period and you slowly get to build your tolerance to what you can hold. So slowly, like I said, you will start to feel you'll get more comfortable and more confident and you'll start to learn to actually really love being by yourself. I truly believe that the quickest way to learn about yourself is to be alone because in that moment, it's just you. There's no one there to have their opinions, have their judgments or waver your decisions. It's just you. And so all that's there is your pure thoughts, your pure emotions. It's just you and you have no one else to focus on but yourself. And I think the reason that that can be quite scary to some is because when sometimes when the relationship with ourselves is that rocky sometimes when we actually sit with our thoughts they fucking scare us like we actually when our mind gets quiet and we actually give ourselves that time to be alone sometimes those thoughts can be quite scary we start to realize how negative we are to ourselves the the self-talk that's actually going on in our mind because now we're actually creating the space to listen to it and so that can sometimes be the scariest thing. And we, we really do start to realize how rocky the relationship is with ourselves because of the way that we actually talk about ourselves. And so what I would say to this is if you are noticing some thoughts, some negative thoughts and some really brutal things that you might be saying to yourself, have no judgment around these. You've never had awareness around these thoughts before. You've had no opportunity to change. But now that you actually are allowing yourself to go there, to sit with the thoughts, sit with the sometimes negativity, From there, you actually have the awareness to now choose something different for yourself, which is really, really beautiful. And you're now creating the opportunity to be able to change, to be able to change the way that you talk to yourself, to be able to change the way that you relate to yourself. And in doing that, you strengthen the relationship with yourself naturally. So a really obvious one with this one is to 
start implementing some more solo dates into your weeks, into your days, whatever that looks like for you. If you want to start small and one a week is is good for you or one every fortnight, whatever feels good to you, just meet yourself where you're at on this journey. And if one a fortnight feels like a stretch for you, do that. If one a week feels like a stretch for you, do that. It's really just up to the individual and where you are on your journey. But I would say to start implementing some more solo dates. And also by doing this, you also get to learn a little bit more about what you actually like doing and what makes you happy, what fills your cup up. You'll start to learn, this doesn't fill my cup up as much as what this does. When I'm feeling like this, I know that this is what I need. You'll start to actually really learn these things about yourself just by allowing yourself to go on solo dates, to start exploring with yourself. And so it's really, really cool. And naturally with that, you'll start to build a lot more self-trust as well. You'll start to build that self-trust because now on circumstances where in the past you would have needed someone else to be with you to do that thing, you've now just gone and done it with yourself. And so that over time just builds self-trust. And the more that you do that, you start to trust and actually recognize that you actually don't need anyone in your life. You might want someone in your life one day, but you actually don't need anyone in your life. And that is so powerful. I was actually listening to a podcast the other day as well by Jay Shetty, the On Purpose um, podcast, and it was literally about this, like sitting in solitude. And so what he was saying was that by sitting in solitude, you actually learn patience, you learn empathy, you learn compassion, not only for yourself, but for other people as well. You learn so many things just by the simple act of sitting in solitude or being with yourself which I think is just so, so powerful. And like I said, like I can totally resonate with that as well. The more that I started to really recognize myself and see myself and learn more about myself, I started to develop all these qualities that I could yet then use in my other relationships in my life as well. So this is where people say like the relationship with yourself is going to reflect all of your other relationships because it's so true. Because you learn these things by actually allowing yourself to sit with yourself and be alone. The next thing I would say in learning to love your single girl era is actually taking the time to get to know yourself. And while there will be a level where, yes, that will happen naturally through being on your own, I always love just learning more about myself, discovering what actually drives my behavior. Because a lot of the times we don't realize that a lot of what we do and a lot of what we say and a lot of how we act, we've been taught. So a lot of that stuff actually isn't us at our core. It's what we've been taught through past conditioning, through past traumas, past experiences, all the things. We've learned this over time. And so we become a really dimmed down and masked version of who we actually are. And so something that I've been really, really loving is actually delving deep and being like, who am I at my core? Not who I think mum and dad want me to be, not who I think my friends want me to be. Who am I at my core? And this is when your focus really comes inwards. It's like, who am I? It's learning more about your personality, more learning more about your behavioral patterns, what drives your behavior, why you think the way that you do. And a really, really easy way to start off doing this and learning more about who you are is by taking simple personality tests. 
The only thing I would say to this is that these aren't obviously always 100% accurate, but I think it's a really good way to start. So a really good one to do is the Myers-Briggs, which is the 16 personality test. This one's a really cool test. Um, and you get it gives you like your result at the end and it gives you a really in-depth um, explanation about the way that your brain works, the way that you behave in your relationships, in your career, all the things. It gives you a really in-depth explanation of your personality, which I think is actually a really cool start. So if you've never really delved into the world of like self-discovery, I think that honestly just a Myers-Briggs personality test is going to get you off on the right foot. If you want to go even further than that, I would really recommend doing shadow work or some ego work. And there are so many coaches out there, so many life coaches, coaches, so many counselors even, um, maybe some counselors would do this sort of work to some level, but you really get to understand who you are, how your past experiences have shaped the way that you behave now and the way that you show up. And then you actually get to decide whether that is yours to hold. You actually get to, to decide whether that is you at your core or whether that's actually just something that you've been taught over time and it's actually not who you are. And you then get to make the decision of, do I want to continue showing up as this person and doing things the way that I've been doing them? Or do I want to create a better version of myself? So yeah, like I said, if you want to go even deeper, there's so many coaches that go into this work, uh, shadow work, ego work, work with the unconscious mind, NLP, like all that stuff is going to be so, so cool. That's obviously if you want to take it a step further and you have the resources to do so. Another thing that I would say as well that kind of comes off the back of this is actually allowing yourself to do things that bring you joy. And these things don't have to have like an intended outcome at the end of it. They don't have to have a productive result at the end of it. Like allow yourself and give yourself permission to do things because you just enjoy it. And that just gets to be the reason that you do it is because you enjoy it and it's fun and you love it. So something that I've been doing recently is really sitting with myself and asking myself what I actually liked doing when I was younger. And to be honest, like sometimes I've got to sit there for a while to be able to remember the stuff that I used to enjoy because we do, we forget it over time. And through conditioning, through things that we get taught, we actually learn that the things that we enjoy aren't productive. They're not good enough. It's not going to give you a real stable job. And we just learn to, to drop it really. And we forget the things that we actually really enjoy and the things that really light our soul up. So I would even invite you to sit with yourself and ask what you actually used to enjoy doing as a kid, even if it doesn't have a productive outcome attached to it. Like for me, writing is a really big one that I've just discovered recently or remembered recently. And there's no intended outcome to writing. I just really fucking enjoy it. And so I'll sit down and I, I will write at least for an hour every week. And that just brings me so much joy. And that, like I said, there's no result. There's no productive outcome that comes with it. I just do it and I give myself the permission to do it because I just genuinely enjoy it. And so this is where we get to have, a, have fun with it and really get to explore and experiment and find out what our hobbies are, what we like, what we don't like. And by actually allowing ourselves to do that, we're actually telling ourselves unconsciously that we are worthy of doing what makes us happy and fulfills our desires. And like I said, especially coming off the back of a relationship or coming out of a relationship, sometimes we really forget about what 
truly makes us happy because we do, we have another human to think about. We kind of immerse ourselves in their lives as well. And we do start to do the things that they like to do. We start to take on the the things that they enjoy and that's so okay. But by doing that, we actually forget about what it is that brings us joy. So I think, yeah, the single period should really be used to start discovering those things about yourself and remembering what it is that you actually really enjoy, what lights you up. And with everything that I've said in this episode, take what lands and leave what doesn't. Meet yourself with where you're at on your own journey and decide what feels good for you. So what might be a stretch for someone might not be a stretch for you and vice versa. What might be a stretch for you might not be a stretch for someone else. For someone that's never really spent much time with themselves and constantly had other people in their lives, other distractions, once a week for a solo date might feel really fucking overwhelming. So if that's the case, do it once a month. Start with once a month even. And for someone that has been doing it for a while, once a month is going to feel really easy. So in that case, maybe you want to dedicate some more time to actually sitting in solitude, sitting silently with yourself and actually listening to your thoughts. That might be the stretch for someone else. So meet yourself where you're at with all of this. Take this in as to where you are on your journey. But I promise you, if you implement these things into your weeks, into your days, you will see so many massive shifts in the relationship with yourself. And not only that, like I said, you will just develop so many qualities like patience, self-control, self-trust, compassion, all the things that you actually then get to take into your next relationship or, or your current relationship. And by doing that, you actually get to strengthen that connection, which is so, so cool. Strengthening the relationship with yourself will be the initiator for everything else in your life. And that's why it's so damn important. So with that, I really, really trust that you got some value out of this episode. And my DMs are always open. If you want to share anything, if you have any questions, my DMs are always there and I will reply to you to the best of my ability. But if you enjoyed this episode, it would be so, so amazing if you could rate and review this podcast. And if you think it's special enough, maybe give it a cheeky little share on your social media and tag me. We love to see it. But without further ado, I'm going to end the episode here. And I really hope you enjoyed and got some value from this episode. And I will speak to you lovely human beings next time.